Welcome to Keeping Score. I'm Rick Haro. Each week we bring you insights from the playmakers, dealmakers, and rule makers in the world of sports. I'll give you my take on some of the items of the week using my 30 years of experience doing deals for teams, leagues, and players in the $750 billion business of sports. Plus, we'll talk with a central figure in the sports world. The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the views of Reuters. Let's get started. Sports Professor Riccaro, and we're keeping score this week amongst a whole host of game-changing sporting events. The Masters, the Long Beach Grand Prix, the beginning of the NHL and the NBA playoffs, Formula One around the globe. It is a tremendous time for the trillion-dollar business of sports. And let's start with the deal-making topics of the week, three to one. Number three, only because it is unbelievable to even talk about, is Tiger Woods' win at the Masters. George Foreman, step aside, might have been the greatest comeback in history. Tiger Woods clearly now, look at the texts, celebrities from all over the world. Jack Nicklaus, Serena Williams, Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant, international stars as well. But the winners, CBS Sports, probably the biggest rating boost in history of golf. 5% increase on Saturday, and that was a prelude into Sunday. The other winner, Beth Page Black, May 16 and 19, the PGA Championship, Tiger Woods, he will be right there, and that is a big deal. The biggest losers, the pocketbooks of 2020 Masters patrons, secondary market prices and badges, $2,500 per day this week. I know that was there. Next year, it'll move north of 3000 maybe even more. Kudos, Tiger, the Congressional Medal of Honor, the National Medal of Freedom, my medal of ultimate resilience. Number two, Boston Marathon, $200 million of economic impact. It is one of the top marathons in the world, along with London, Tokyo, Berlin, Chicago, and New York City. It's held the second Monday, third Monday in April every year to coincide with a Boston Red Sox game and Patriots Day in Boston. And by the way, only five national sporting events held during the two world wars and the Boston Marathon. One of them, the marathon. Kentucky Derby, the Penn Relays, Rose Parade, Westminster Kellen Club Dog Show, the others. Jimmy Johnson, NASCAR champion in the field, others in the field, net, 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 $200 million in economic impact. Very significant. Number one, La Liga been named the eighth biggest brand domestically, according to a report and valuation strategy by Brand Finance. When I say domestically, this is an international league and the brand is significant in the U.S. Score of 80.7 out of 100. The best brand finance overall, including Santander and other companies in the top 10. The brand finance top 10 has been a methodology for years and taking into account the value of participating league teams jumps to the likes of Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid. La Liga's overall value jumps to $4.5 billion, which would place it sixth on the list, obviously continuing to grow, transcending the Atlantic indeed. 
But soccer growing everywhere. We've had series and parts of them about the MLS's growth and DC United's role in that. They're trying very hard to be America's team, reaching all of the embassies. The Kick It to Cutter event in early March was a rave success. And the Cutter Foundation is developing a long-term relationship, clearly understanding that the 2022 World Cup in Cutter is important, but it's also important if the world takes notice and clearly they will. Another element is youth involvement. And in fact, Bethany Henderson, a corporate lawyer originally working politically in the White House and otherwise, and now the National Executive Director of America Scores and the D.C. component, D.C. Scores, they brought 100 coaches and 3,000 kids to the MLS kickoff. But clearly what their mandate is and how they promote field development, soccer, And major sports is a really important note to the nation and to entrepreneurs, Bethany Henderson. Rick Harrell, we're at the pre-opening night of the Kick It With Cutter event. It's the uh, MLS opener tomorrow at Audi Field, Audi Field, but it's also a big deal because this is the beginning of a longer relationship. Cutter Foundation, um, an event that's generating some excitement all over the MLS as well. The other thing that's generating excitement is the social responsibility DC United has had, DC scores. Bethany Henderson, the executive director of DC Scores. How are you? I'm wonderful. You don't have to do this. You do that. That's fine. That's good. So, uh, yeah, be, I got I got my own mic. Uh, litigator, Obama administration. I mean, your your credentials are just incredibly compelling, and you realize that the power of sports and the social good caused you to get out there and do more. So tell that story. Absolutely. Tell us why you're here. Absolutely. So DC Scores is really cool because it's all about the power of teams. So much like you think of about a professional sports team and the power of what a team does for lifting folks up, for giving them confidence, for giving them skills. That's what we do with kids at DC Scores. That's what I love about what we do and how we do it is we build teams for kids that wrap around them and help them develop not just on the playing field, but on the classroom and in life as well. And so that's a great mantra and a great mission statement, but give us some specific ideas of what DC Scores really does and how you get involved and how you sustain. Absolutely. So DC Scores is a nonprofit. We're actually part of a larger national nonprofit profit called America Scores. It's entirely grassroots run and grassroots funded. So we, de- we depend on funding from foundations, from individual donors, and from great partners like DC United as well. And we work with schools. So we actually partner in school buildings. We'll build a team of 30 to 40 kids in a school building. We'll pair them with four mentors from within that school building. And through free after-school programs and summer camps, that team will practice and play in our soccer leagues together. Full-fledged soccer leagues, just like the pay-to-play world. They'll also write and perform original poetry together. Amazing, incredible stuff the kids perform. It's not roses or red, violets or blue. Yeah. This is hardcore, heavy stuff about the things they face in their lives. We work in high-poverty communities. That same team will also do a service project in their community together. So it's really about mind, body, and soul. That curriculum in and of itself is incredibly enlightening, entrepreneurial, and unique. Did you all come up with that? Is it is it a combination of best practices of stuff around the world, or is it uniquely, uniquely yours? How did Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. It is uniquely ours. We were actually founded by a school teacher in Washington, D.C., who 25 years ago noticed that a bunch of her fifth grade girls were hanging around the streets after school in a really difficult neighborhood and thought, this is not good. And she was a soccer player and said to them, hey, you want to learn how to play soccer? Come hang out with me after school. And they did. And she taught them. And the weather got bad and they kept coming. How did it get scaled? 
So we actually, after about four years of being run here in Washington, D.C., we started having folks reach out to us from other communities saying, hey, we'd like to do that too. So we're now in 11 cities across the U.S. and Canada. And so what is the long-term potential? Is it a national slash international opportunity as well? Absolutely. So America Scores model is replicable. It's a wonderful program. It's proven we have measurable impact on kids' physical fitness. So 83% of kids who start our program obese or overweight actually make physical fitness improvements with us. Kids in scores do better in school. They perform better on tests, even though we're not doing tutoring, right? They connect more with literacy engagement. The Library of Congress actually gave us a literacy award this year. And we'd like to be in every community that needs us. And so it must be a constant challenge to continue to stay relevant, to continue to update the curriculum, and to fundraise 24-7. Always. Yeah. Always. But but is there a... You've seen a breakthrough. You've seen improvements. You see a relationship like with DC United here. It's going to make it easier for this one, the next one, the next one. Absolutely. And I love this relationship with DC United because what the team has done is they have truly embedded DC scores as their charity partner. And that doesn't just mean we're off to the side. If you're here in Audi Field and you're walking around, you'll see us integrated into the stadium. They've got a section of the stadium for kids. So we're actually able to bring the kids in our community, kids who couldn't afford to ever come to an MLS game, to every game. They've got the DC United logo, our kids, in the back of all of their jerseys, their team jerseys. But also the players come out in the community, the staff comes out in the community, they work with our kids, they coach our kids. Coach Ben Olson comes to our Poetry Slam and hands out awards. So we're really integrated. So tell us what the nexus is, the connection with the the Cutter Foundation, the 2022 uh, World Cup entity. It's a brilliant idea to get them all fired up both ways about soccer here and soccer in Cutters. Uh, and I know you had a, a significant hand in that as well. Absolutely. So growing the sport of soccer is important, right? Soccer can do wonders for kids, as we've seen through scores. It's such an easy on-ramp sport. Any kid can play. You don't need any specialized equipment or even really a special athletic ability. It's the beauty of the team sport of soccer. And so we have actually been working here in D.C. with the Embassy of Qatar for several years now. They've sponsored a winter sports day for our kids where they bring all the kids together. They do a big cultural event. We have an indoor soccer tournament. The embassy staff come out and play. And so it was natural that we have all of our partners come together around growing the sport of soccer. The interesting thing about Qatar slash Qatar's foundation is not just how you pronounce it, (laughs) by the way, but the interesting thing is how they are looking consciously to overcome some perceptions, some of the work issues, abuse issues, oil money, buying things mm-hmm. issues. That, those are, they're all known. But in terms of using sports as social good, the training aspect of it, the growing of soccer, those are really novel and they're very important. They're very important. And we're a nonpartisan nonprofit, so we yeah. try to stay out of that political fray. Right. But for us, we're excited to work with anybody who wants to use the sport of soccer to develop kids. Yeah. So, all right, five years from now, Bethany Henderson, where are you and where is DC Scores and where's this whole process? Gosh, I don't know where I'll be in five years from now. (laughs) But certainly, you know, for DC Scores, we're looking to serve every child who needs us. We serve 3,000 children across 69 schools and rec centers in the district, and we have a 15-school wait list. We can't grow fast enough to meet demand. So if anybody wants to support us, I would appreciate it, dcscores.org, because that's what we really need to grow to be sustainable. My hope is that we will also be as America Scores in even more cities serving even more children than we do now. DCscores.org, DCscores.org, DCscores.org. Just remember also, this lady was a litigator for for many, many years, Obama administration, and now she's out doing social good. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Rick. 
clearly Bethany Henderson and DC United and all of the efforts, not just to grow a program, but to reach millennials and young kids, make them interested in soccer and give them the means to accomplish that goal, not just soccer, but all of sports and frankly, all of life. Let's go to the tech minute, the top stories in sports technology this week. First story, minor league baseball, not only that, but the partnership with ISM Connect and what they will do worldwide. The company, as we've told you, is a content security strategy facility media company that has a large relationship with NASCAR, the ISM Connect Speedway, but also together with 25 minor league baseball teams this year, adding new smart displays to their ballparks. Beyond developing unique stories and creative ads to fans during each game, the displays are also equipped with smart cameras to measure audience engagement. These smart cameras help keep ads and content fresh. The cameras also record anonymous interactions, how long someone watches the screen or their age range. Not individual images of specific people, but by measuring foot traffic and engagement, the minor league teams and sponsors can better understand who their fans are, what the responses are, what resonates with them, and how they're experiencing each game. And the result, obviously, a better, more engaging experience for fans, a better way for teams and partners to learn how best serve their loyal audience. Kudos to ISM Connect, Minor League Baseball, and that technological expansion. The next one is international. The World Rallycross Championship launches an electric series that will run alongside its traditional format. Launched by WRX promoter IMG, Project E will see electric-powered cars compete on the same weekend as the regular supercar races, which the series reportedly starting in 2020, according to industry outlet Autosport. The understanding of rules of play, the bottom line is they have a lot to do But most important in all of this, this is a development of proposals adding to the main series of electric cars for 2021. And with its short races, the longest just over five minutes, and the use of road cars, it's seen as an ideal shop window for manufacturers to display their electronic innovations to the mass market. Again, that's your Tech Minute. Finally, the Power of Sports Minute. Philanthropy, a $12 billion business, and it only gets bigger. Look at the issues for the week. AT&T becomes the first non-apparel company with a logo on WNBA jerseys. The AT&T become the first non-apparel partner to have its logo featured on all WNBA jerseys. And the jerseys debuted during last week's draft held at Nike's headquarters in New York, NYHQ. Whether it's women in sports supporting small businesses like those owned by WNBA players, or being a leading voice in LGBTQ rights, or giving back to communities in which we operate, we have a much larger opportunity to make a big difference, said Fiona Carter, AT&T's chief brand officer. Sports sponsorship deals can be important giveaways to philanthropy. With this latest move, AT&T is demonstrating that giving back is as important to the telecom company as is selling mobile phones and service plans. 
Chevrolet recently wrapped up a fifth season of Goalkeepers Campaign, a program built with the Women's Sports Foundation surrounding the brand's Manchester United sponsorship in the UK, inspiring girls to hashtag be a goalkeeper in soccer and in the pursuit of their dreams. The eight-month-long campaign involved 11 girls ages 11 to 15 from across the U.S. selected by an application process to immerse themselves in mentorship, regional activities, and a grand finale trip to England for a week-long workshop. The insight by Artson Young guiding the program, more than 94% of female business leaders played sports as children, really important number. Compare that figure to the sad statistic, by age 14, girls drop out of sports at twice the rate of boys. And Chevy recognized an opportunity to support female empowerment with a recipe involving its soccer sponsorship and role as official automotive partner of Women's Sports Foundation. Sponsorships clearly connect brands to consumer passion points, but they can also open doors to help brands make a real difference in the lives of fans. And finally, the USTA Foundation unveiled a Celebrity and Player Council in New York. The charitable arm introduced its Celebrity Player Council, Alec Baldwin, Katie Couric, and Shark Tank regular Damon John. All average tennis fans and avid as well. Anything to bring tennis to the lives of young people, said Baldwin, who serves as chair would be important. Also attending Chris McKendry of ESPN, Billie Jean King, as well as USTA Foundation Chair Chris Everett. USTA appointed Everett to the role two months ago, and it was her idea to more aggressively use the Celebrity Council to raise awareness and funds. The USTA Foundation has awarded $40 million in its history to bring tennis and education to underserved communities. That's our Power of Sports Minute. We'd like to thank Bethany Henderson, D.C. United, America Scores, D.C. Scores. We'd like to thank everybody for helping to put this podcast together in a busy, busy week. We'd like to thank Tiger Woods for inspiring all of us. And we'd like to thank you all in advance for listening next week. when once again, we're keeping score. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping Score. Assistance provided by Carlos Swadek. Tanner Simpkins, Reuters Digital, I'm Ricardo. Thanks again for listening. See you next time on Keeping Score.